Michelle? Welcome back. Yeah, hi. So welcome back to Sexpert Talks. This is healing and empowerment through sexuality, love, and relationships. I am so happy to be here today with Tiffany Landry. And Tiffany is a sex, love, and relationships coach, and she specializes in the realms of trauma healing in love and in dating. So I'm really excited to talk to you, Tiffany. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's such, such a joy. Yeah. Well, I know that you're here today to have a conversation around healing and empowerment and dating after trauma. So the, the first thing that I would love to know is if, if I'm thinking about dating after trauma, what exactly could, could that refer to? Or, you know, what, what, what is trauma? What is dating after trauma? Yeah, that's a great question. So I found really trauma is something that's, it can really be hard to deal with. And when I think of trauma, sometimes when people think of trauma, they tend to think it has to be this huge thing. And you might often think, oh, well, someone had it worse than me, so what I have isn't actually trauma. So it's important to know that there are all these different types of trauma, and what might have felt traumatic to you, to another person, might, they might not consider that trauma. So it could be anything from like a singular assault, a car crash, uh, developmental trauma, complex trauma, so things that happen more in the childhood. And as someone who grew up with trauma, I really saw how it impacted all the different areas of my life, but specifically in love and relationships. So when you think of dating after trauma, think of it as how can you use dating in an empowered way to both find love, obviously, but also in a way that can be really healing for both you and for the other person. So I've had lots of people kind of ask me, um, am I like, is it okay for me to date even if I'm not 100% healed? And I always say, yes, it's totally okay to date. And I think dating can be a really beautiful way to help integrate trauma as well. Mm. Mm. Uh, I, I almost feel like a palpable sense of relief in my body when you said it is okay to not be 100% healed. That, I mean, that, that could just feel completely unattainable. So to know that there's not some benchmark that, that I have to wait for, it's, it, it sounds like we're just enough, you know, we're, we're enough mm -hmm. as we are. Um, and I was also really curious that you shared that uh, it sounds like dating and love and relationships can actually be the container where some of that healing takes place. So I'd love to know more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So often, especially if you have like developmental trauma, complex trauma, so trauma that has gone over a long period of time, typically in your childhood, you can have these attachment wounds. So it can be hard to get close to people. You might feel these trauma responses like running away or even like fighting, even if it's not like physically fighting. And that can be really hard. So often when you go into, come into a container, like you say, in a relationship or even dating, there are, might be things that will trigger you. 
So it can be a really beautiful thing, especially I do, of course, recommend at the same time that you're doing your own inner work. That's super important with a coach or by yourself and to really own up. So it can be really healing when you're in a relationship and something triggers you and to be able to self-reflect and even share with a partner like, hey, I just noticed like I have some like my inner child just got triggered and this is why I reacted that way. So I have found both in my own work and with clients that if you can approach a relationship or dating with a really like open heart and like no one has to be perfect, I can show up exactly as I am, which gives the other person so much permission to show up too. And then coming together, even when there are moments that are hard and tender, I think that creates so much love and understanding. Ooh, absolutely. Oh. I, I noticed something in myself a little bit. I'd love to ask you about when you talk about coming into the relationship with an open heart, I know that with me, I'm someone that has, you know, I've, I've done some work around attachment with um, abandonment and fears of abandonment. And so when you think about that open heart and being vulnerable with someone, there can be that kind of uh, you know, that, that con contraction. And so if somebody's thinking about being themselves in a relationship and going, Oh, you know, it, is it really okay for me to be this way? What, what are some of the ways that they could feel a little bit more safety around um, being themselves and being open about, about what's happening? Yeah. Oh, I just want to like take a moment and just like, feel into your share. Thank you for that. The fear of abandonment. It's a big one. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it can be really scary. And when you have this fear of abandonment, you're not feeling that as like your 30 year old self or your 40 year old self, you're feeling this like huge fear of abandonment from the inner child. And it can feel really, really scary. And like, you're not actually grounded enough to make this like rational decisions. So first, I just want to acknowledge that. And fear of abandonment definitely is an, you know, an anxious attachment style. So some really key ways is obviously self-reflecting, like, wow, I'm noticing that I'm feeling, you know, fear that you're going to abandon me. And I know this is coming from my inner child. So you can actually reflect that like to yourself, to your partner, or for your dating but also doing some key work on worthiness. So what you shared around like, is it okay to be myself? Like there, I feel like there's underneath like, will, am I still lovable even if I am myself with all the good parts, but also the bad parts. And I think that's really a worthiness piece to know that like, I can mess up. I can be myself with like, quote unquote, all warts and all and still be so lovable. So that's like, to work with that, I would really say like lots of like inner child work, going so slowly, like with lots of tenderness, and like being clear, like when this is a story that's being made up, like when the inner child is getting, you know, getting triggered, you can even just sit with her, and even like kind of like almost hold her and be like, oh, I hear how scary this is. And I want to let you know that like, I'm here. The adult self is here. It's not actually based in reality, honey. And you know, you can almost like, you know, give her the soothing she needs. And at the same time also do like this worthiness 
pieces of reminding yourself that like exactly as you are, you are lovable. Like you can fuck up and still be lovable. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, thank you for talking about that. And the worthiness, I think that's such a huge part of um it, it can it can even be the healing from trauma that's come through past relationships. Like, you know, I, I work in the realm of divorce and just seeing, you know, things that people bring to me and even my own experiences with other relationships. And it's like, oh, because of what went on in this relationship, that story that I'm not lovable, you know, the story of all the things wrong comes and it gets so strong. And I, I love how you described the holding that goes on and finding that part of you that's like, you know what, that's not actually true. This is just old um, and balancing and they can both be there at the same time, you know, and yeah. it's a choice. So it's super important to let all the different parts of you know that they are welcomed. So like, it's not a good idea to say like, oh, like inner child, don't get to have a voice. I'm not going to listen to you. Like let all the parts in like the inner child, the shame, the fear of not being worthy. Like say like, you guys all get to have a voice, but like I'm the adult and I'm going to lead and let you guys know like it's safe. Yeah, totally. And it can be really Sometimes when we have these fears of abandonment or unworthiness or whatever could be triggering you, it can be so healing and powerful to tell your partner, the person you're dating. Like I say, I say it like again and again, because it's so true. Sometimes like we feel like, oh, we have to keep this a secret. And that then plays into the thing of that we can't be a hundred percent ourselves. So what vulnerability, like such vulnerability to be able to say to a partner or someone you're dating, like, wow. I noticed that I just got really triggered and it's because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I just want to share that with you. Like, it's like not blaming, but like owning, like, yeah, this is just what happened. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's interesting that you, you mentioned that piece about how you don't get to be yourself when you're sort of, you know, vigilantly monitoring all these little bits like oh I can't show this and I can't say that it's really exhausting it, it's really exhausting not being yourself and so it feels like if you can hold yourself through those vulnerable moments there's mm -hmm. such a release and such liberation and actually getting to be who who you are and be seen that way and, and loved that way instead of this part me with all my secrets and all my my hidden warts and everything else so. yeah and especially so I work a lot with women who have experienced childhood trauma and you know when you experience childhood trauma there's often this way what plays out is you feel like you have to change depending on the person you're with so in order to be safe you have to yeah kind of like pretend to be someone with different people. So sometimes that plays out again in relationships that you kind of take on this different role or act like someone else when you're with maybe your partner, the person you're dating, because you think if you do that, then you'll be lovable. Then you'll like, you'll be good enough for the person. So it can be so powerful to be like, here I am, like with all the, all the tender pieces and like, I'm really, I want to show who I am to this person that I'm connecting with in, in a relationship with. Oh, 
beautiful beautiful um if there's someone out there that is feeling really encouraged that okay um i'm i'm enough i'm i'm good enough i'm worthy i'm ready to go out there and start looking you know for what i what i want what would be some of the tips um, to feel more empowered and more confident, you know, in this process? What would you like to share? Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah, so first of all, I would really advocate for really checking in on and getting clear on what they desire. So sometimes people just like sign up for online dating and they're not super clear, like, are they there because they're bored? Are they there because maybe they want to hook up? Do they want like a serious relationship? Do they want to, you know, make friends or casually date? Like, so it's really clear. It's really good to know like, okay, I'm here because of this. Like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm desiring. And so kind of like feeling into your yeses, like this is an embodied yes. Like I want this. And it's also really good. I've done a lot of online dating and my clients have as well to know what are your notes? Like what are your boundaries? So to be this like clear gatekeeper, drawing the line in the sand, like this is what gets to come in and this is what stays out. And that's so helpful because like online dating and dating in general, it can be kind of exhausting. <laughs> so when you know like what you want and what you don't want, it just becomes easier and you can also communicate that so i don't think you ever really like waste people's time it's great to connect anyway but it can be really good to be like actually like i'm not interested in dating out of state and like when someone checks in with you or like sends you a first message you can just like in a really compassionate way share that so so that's you know a great tip like basic tip like know what you want know what you don't want and i would also say when you are getting to know someone and maybe post corona going on dates or even having online dates now feeling into your body so i like to use a lot of consent when i'm dating and encourage my clients to do the same of when you speak to this person like how does your body feel does it feel good does something feel kind of like ugh? so really feeling into that and then just as a general rule of thumb I kind of like to think of like, we're all in this together. So even if someone wants something different than I do, like we're all kind of looking for something similar, connecting, you know, and so showing respect when you share those boundaries. And a great way to do that is to use consent language. Like, I'm curious if you would be open to sharing about your past relationship. Like using, inviting someone and always making it clear, like you never have to answer anything that you don't want to. And I'm talking with some people now who do that. It feels so good in my body. And, um, yeah, and another thing that I just want to throw out there because, you know, we are dating in times of Corona. People are still dating. And this is just like, this is a collective trauma type of situation. So a really great thing that I've been doing with people that I've met on dating sites is do like check-ins, like ask people, how are you really doing? Like, how are you doing with all of this? 
and some uh, a beautiful woman that I've met and connected with on a dating site. What we do is we do um, we do celebrations, clearings, and desiring. It's just like a daily check-in. We say maybe a couple things we're celebrating, some things we want to clear, like things that maybe didn't go so well that day, and things that we're desiring. And it's just a great way to form connection, but also like to check in with someone. Like, hey, like we're in a really difficult time. How can we support each other? Oh, I love that. And I'm feeling how it's, it ha like, like you said, it's checking in, we're getting to know them, but it's also that reminder to check in with ourselves, right? Like, what am I celebrating and, you know, clearing and releasing and what do I actually want right now? That, that is such a, a helpful healing practice. I, I love that share. Thank you. Yeah, you're totally welcome. And yeah, and another thing I'll add is sometimes, you know, dating is tough. I definitely don't want to, you know, pretend that it, it can be easy. I think there is a way we can definitely make it empowered. But I think sometimes if maybe you've been a long time looking for someone, maybe there can be a tendency if someone comes in and maybe they're not like exactly what you're looking for to be like, well, like, okay, and to kind of doubt your boundaries. Yeah. So that's why I think it's really important before you start, or even while you are getting to know someone, like come back to what I call, or I have a lovely teacher, Emily Beatrix, and she talks about yums and yucks. And it can be revolutionary to really get clear on what are your yums and yucks in the areas of your sexuality, of like who you're attracted to, like even what type of relationship you want. And getting those clear can be really powerful because then you can be like, oh, this is my yum. And if this person is coming forward and maybe they don't have that, like maybe I'm attracted to a specific type of person and they're coming forward and there's that temptation like, from my own trauma, be like, well, like, it's okay. Maybe I should, you know, shouldn't be so picky. Remind yourself of your yums and yucks. Like, you're so important and your yums are important. And like, you don't want a life with yucks. You no. don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I love that because I'm so, I'm so familiar with that. I think we're all familiar of that with those times where we just compromised those yucks. And it always comes back to bite you in the end. It, it always does. It can be quite a prolonged yuck that intensifies. Um, yes. 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 I love how you say prolonged yuck because that's what it is. Sometimes then you can feel depending on your trauma and like how like your connection with your own self. It can be, kind of feel like you're trapped, like you're trapped in a yuck and you don't know how to get out. So that's why it's so good to continue to remind yourself of your yums and yucks before your date, while you're dating, while you're in a relationship. Like, you know, you deserve to be happy. So like really good to remind yourself like you matter. And if your yucks and yums change, like that's okay. They sometimes yeah. will mm -hmm. and that's fine. And yeah. Mm, yeah, because it, it does, it feels very conscious where I'll, I want to go back quickly to something you talked about, really knowing those yeses and nos, because mm -hmm. it feels like the, the, the stronger, you know, we are in knowing what is my full bodied yes and what is my full bodied no. If something shifts, 
we don't question it as much. We, we know it's like, Oh, that's a big change, but, but we can still be confident in that shift. And on that note, I would love for you to share because I'm all about the body feeling into the body. I know that you are, if that, if that feels a little bit like unknown territory to someone that's listening, what are some of the cues that they could look for in their body around yums and yucks and yeses and nos? Yeah, totally. So there's some different ways you could do this. You could even like, if you're at home, you could even like pause the podcast and just write down, like write a list of yums and yucks and feel into each one of your body. Like you could even write like, like dating men, feel into your body. Like what are the sensations you notice? So when you're thinking of yums and yucks, you wanna feel almost like you were tasting food. So like if you taste like ice cream, you'd be like, mm, that tastes like so sweet and delicious. And like, I personally hate tomatoes. If I would eat a tomato, I would be like, oh my God, that's so yucky. So like you want to feel into similar, but on the inside, like what sensations are coming up when I think of like doing a hookup type of thing. I can feel into that and be like, hmm, there's something like some con constriction, like something that doesn't feel quite right. So that could be useful information that maybe for me right now, that's a yuck. Yeah. And maybe I could feel into like, you know, going slowly and having like a first sweet kiss. I could feel into that and be like, Oh, I feel like this openness, almost like this bubbly, bubbliness in my, you know, my stomach. That could be like a good cue that, oh, that's a yum for me right now. Mm. Mm. Does, that, does that help? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it sounds like from what you were saying, doing the list of the yums and yucks, there's going to be the ones that we just know, right? Mm -hmm. like, like they're not even questions. And those are such the good place to start because I know this is a yum. So I can drop straight in and see what that feels. And so exactly. I, I love how you talked about get your, get those firm guesses and get those firm yucks. And then when you get to, Ooh, I'm not so sure it gets a little bit easier. And it sounds like what you're, what you're guiding the listeners to do is when we aren't so sure and there is confusion, to kind of play around with the different different possibilities to uh, different add details to get a little more clear. Would you agree or would you like to say more on that if we're not yeah, sure? sure? I know some people like to say like if it's a not, if it's not like a hundred percent yes, then it's a no. And I think it can get a little more muddy than that. I think it can be really good if something doesn't quite feel like a yes, maybe it'd be like in the middle, like maybe to get curious about it and, you know, maybe try different ways of stating it. Like, well, but if it was in this situation, like how would that feel? Mm. So sometimes just like, I like to think of this like young, yes, no, and maybe kind of like when you're doing a job or a career, sometimes something feels kind of close to what you want, but not like a hundred percent on the dot. So I think that can be kind of similar when we talk about like what we want in love, relationship, sexuality. Sometimes something can get like a little close to it. So that's like why it's maybe in the maybe type, but it's not like 100% on the dot. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Sense, yeah. 
Yeah, and that that calls for some more spaciousness and some more time, maybe just on its own instead of jumping into a yes because I wasn't sure, which can be easy to do if if that is you know something you've done in the past. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely patterns that can make us think like, well, I want the yes. So maybe you'll even be like, oh, like it's fine, like it's a yes. So sometimes also like taking the time and to be like, there's no need to rush. So often when you have attachment wounds, like you want to rush into something, especially if there's a like deep-seated desire to be loved, to be seen, to be accepted, this tends to need to rush. So it can be really great to like slow yourself down and to know like you don't have to rush. In fact, going slower is generally better to do. And like you have all the time in the world to figure out like if it's a yes, if it's a no, it's a maybe, if it feels yummy or yucky. And you can always change your mind. I think that's really important to know, like especially around dating and love, like you always get to change your mind. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm also noticing how this is inner work. You know, you, you talked about how when, when we are healing from trauma and we, we want to be, or we are in a relationship, or, you know, there, or, or we're, we're looking for one actively, that the inner work is very important. And I love how this is getting clear on our yeses and nos and yums and yucks on our own, you know, in this really nice, safe space so that we're not, you know, put on the spot with a partner or with, with a prospective person with us. That feels, that feels safer and more clear on its own. Yeah. You know, it can be really hard to, to state your boundary if you've had flimsy boundaries in the past or if you had like really hard boundaries. So we want like more like a neutral, um, like empowered boundaries, basically. So you want to be able to say yes, you know, and no. And it can be hard if you haven't really flexed that boundary muscle to do it with others, you know, when others have their own intentions and, you know, bring with them their own baggage and their own life stories. So it's best to really get clear on yourself, start flexing that boundary muscle. And then when you start to date, it's just easier. You can just be really clear, like, oh no, like that's a no for me. Mm. And and that can be really great to say it without like a charge when you've done that boundary work. Like, it's not like you get, maybe you won't get like angry. Like if someone's like contacting you and you, there's something that like, you know, it's a boundary for you. You can just like say, Oh, like I'm not available for that. Mm-hmm. I like, I like that. Um, noticing that, yeah, the, the more comfortable we are, yeah, we're less likely to be as triggered. And I'm also feeling how it's easier to hold it if you know how good the yes feels and you're really clear of how how that, how that ugh, I don't want that, that tomato, you know, is, is going to be. Um, we, can, we can go back to the body because we've noticed that internal sensation and it makes it, it makes it a clearer choice, you know, on a whole different level as well. Like, obviously, a part of us, like, would not want to have to experience those, like, yucky moments and those no's. But it is true, like what you say, once you've experienced them, you know how it feels. And then it can be really clear moving forward, like, what you don't want and what you yeah. do want, what makes you feel good. 
beautiful. So you've shared some really wonderful, um, it's like a, I, I don't want to use the word optimistic. That almost sounds mm -hmm. fake. Yeah, it's more like this, this empowered view. There's so much yes around, you know, the potential for a relationship and, you know, what, what we can do and how we can go about um, feeling more worthy and um, empowered to go for those yeses and more, more clear on our no's. And I would love to know, um, I know that there's so many different things you can do and, you know, the, the container of working one-on-one -on -one with someone as a coach, that's a relationship in its own where mm -hmm. healing and empowerment can take place. So how can our listeners get to know you and uh, work more closely with you? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. My website is below. And I'm currently offering a program called Love After Trauma. So it's specifically for what we just talked about. It's a combination of trauma resolution with really important um, love, sex, and relationship coaching um, skills and tools. And I really like to work deep with my clients. That's how I like to work when I'm in a container. Mm -hmm. So it's completely like personalized. I create an individual coaching program for each student. We meet three times a month. They get, you know, practices and so much support. And it's really a beautiful container to show up and, you know, be able to have your trauma held in a really loving and supportive place, be able to begin to integrate and resolve more trauma while also getting really concrete tools on how to show up in an empowered way in your love and dating life. Mm. That sounds delicious. <laughs> so, thank you so much. So Tiffany Landry, and um, as Tiffany said, we'll have um, we'll have your website, your contact details, and your yummy social media links all mm -hmm. down below or in the show notes as well. So um, we know how to get in touch with you. And thank you again so much, Tiffany. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you today. Thank you so much. Yeah.